All right, good, good afternoon, everyone. But today's a special edition of the show. So it's a little confusing for both of us here, Mark. So we're on a Sunday afternoon here, Sunday, August 1st, 3 p.m. So it's, uh, it's not the normal time we do the podcast, obviously. I'm going to be really busy this week, though, Marcel. So I want to do the podcast with you. So I, I still want to talk about this pod, this show last night. And again, I'm going to be busy for a couple of days, guys. As far as the preview show for 265 goes, I'll talk to you about it, Marcel. I'd like to do with you sometime this week. I don't know what I, what I can do this week yet. So I'll talk to you in a few days. I still want to do the show with you. Hopefully our picks for that next car are a lot better than last week's car. So <laughs> we'll talk about that, guys. I mean, there's a lot to talk about from, from last night. UFC Vegas 33 and then Bellator 263. It's kind of weird doing it on a Sunday, Marcel, but I'm here. You're here. How's everything with you, man? I know it's a busy weekend for you, so how was things? Hi, right, man. All good. Um, glad we can still do it, man. Yeah. You know, uh, you have uh, yeah, you have more important things to do this uh, this coming this coming week. So, uh, of course, that that's much more important. And I'm I'm always happy to, to talk MMA with you, man. Even after our atrocious picks from last night, I love to do it. So, uh, oh man, it, I mean, we might as well start with them. I mean, it was it was a bad night, guys. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt. We're not gonna like we're not gonna lie, but I'm not gonna like, hide from it. You know, I brag when I do well, so I might as well. You know, talk about when I lose too. I'm not going to just be like, oh, I'm, I pick, I'm master picker, I pick everything right. I mean, I'm pretty good at picking fights, so is Marcel, but this was a fucking hard card to pick, man. I, I can't think of a harder <laughs> card to pick except for the one for Bigfoot versus Frank Mir from a few years ago. There was like 10 upsets. Yeah. Um, I that was a crazy card. But this, Marcel, when was the last time you had a card like this where literally nothing was going right and I didn't get any picks right until Strickland? And I honestly thought, guys, I'm like, I'm actually going to have a reverse sweep here for the first time ever. This was the worst card I ever had in my life. I've had like two or three before. Sorry. Never had one before. Terrible, guys. So no excuses. I'm not going to make any excuses. It just wasn't my week. Wasn't a great night for my for my wallet. I'll say that. I don't think anyone really did well last night. I'll at least say that. I didn't see anyone having a great night, Marcel, but certainly not us. So give me your thoughts on this card, man, because what a, what a fucking crazy night of fights. We had seven upsets yeah. to start the card. Like, unreal, right? Man. Yeah, I, I went two and eight with picks. And people are like two, seven, and one. I'm like, no, motherfucker. You also didn't call the draw. So that's a bad pick as well. So that's just a, 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 a O for you, you know? So so many people, I was like, oh, I'm five, four, and one. Oh, you're five and six, five and five in that case. But uh, yeah, man, I have some bad picks. You know, it is what it is. You know, it was, <laughs> and it was a fun card, man. I really enjoyed the card. You yeah. know, I mean, sometimes you have bad picks and there's a bad card and you're like, hmm. <laughs> You know, and now it's like you have bad picks and it's a fun card. And I'm like, yeah, all good. You know what I mean? It's, uh... I, that's how I feel too. I mean, listen, I've been doing this and Marcel's been watching the sport for a long time. I understand it's sure it seems like there's a lot of people that are new to MMA. And I get that, especially on a night like this where there's a lot of upsets. A lot of people lost money, right? Mm -hmm. I've had the experience of losing money and winning money in the past, Marcel. So I've, I've had nights like this where it just doesn't go your way. It sucks. But the good thing is the sun always rises tomorrow. So I know there's a lot of people right now that are like, they're, they probably lost their money last night, and they're probably really upset. And I get it, guys. Trust me. But we have a card next week. You can bounce back. I'll bounce back. So will you. So, yeah, it's it sucks. I hate getting my picks wrong. I hate losing my best. Shame, so it, was just a, it was just an awful night. But it was an amazing night of fights. I thought the, the fights were amazing. I got to talk to this guy, Born Again. It's one of my favorite guys here. San Higgins Phillips killed me last week. Rafa Barbarina killed me this week. So who's the genius that parlayed them both? This guy right here for minus 120. And that parlay lost. Um, Kossi lost. He was winning this fight and lost. He gassed out and lost. The Paula got smoked. She lost. It's like crazy. I actually had a couple underdogs and they both lost out, out, uh, England too. Terrible. I can't even explain how bad this is, Marcel. Like, it was just such a bad night of picks. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, it's just so awful. Like, 
But again, it was all. It's not like I was picking all the upsets and then favorites won. You know what I mean? That was like that's a little different. This is where all the fa- like big favorites were going down. Almost every fight. It's just insane. Like I haven't seen a card like this again since, since the Bigfoot and Mir one, where they had ten upsets in that in that card. We had six upsets and a draw. Marcel, the draw plus five thousand odds. If you put a hundred bucks on that, you would have won five thousand on the uh, the draw. So that would have been pretty nice. Border again says he's hammering. Menifield Fizzy have gone. Yeah, we'll talk about that card this week. Honestly, I've just started looking into it, but again, I'm going to be super busy this week, so I, I want to do it with Marcel, but it's not going to be until like probably uh, a little bit later, I would say, in the uh, in the week if I do it. You know what I mean, Marcel? So I'm not 100 sure about a 265 preview, but as long well, anyways, uh, we'll, we'll talk you know, about I, it. This week. I, I'm on. I have my vacation from work, so I have much more flexibility in time. So just appreciate kind of, it, man. Appreciate. It. I mean, you were there for me last month, or I was there for you last month when you wanted to watch the soccer. So yeah, should I say football. So now you got, you got you got B being there, you being there for me. So I appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, let's just get into these fights. Let's start it. Start with the main event. Work our way down, as we always do. But again, you know, I just wanted to say, like, I'm not running for my losses here, guys. I'm not going to mince words and say like, oh, you know, whatever move on to next week it sucks it fucking hurts i hate losing it sucks you know it makes you feel dumb it makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing but there's going to be likes like this and i'll say this this is why we like mma we like it because it's unpredictable if every single fight went the way the odds were saying it would be a really boring sport so it's even though it sucks to get your picture on marcel at least it was an exciting night of fights and you saw some guys emerge any thoughts yeah, man, I'm always like this, man. Listen, I had a year like two or two years ago where almost every card I picked uh, negative or I had an even, either five, five, six, five, and that, that was bothering me. That's like three years ago. And I'm, I'm kind of competitive with these picks, you know. Oh, my, listen, oh, my, I'm, I, I, still on a good way, on a friendly way, but I'm, I, I want to have a good, you know. I want to have my, my picks correct. And now I'm like, I had an event with 12 and 0, 10, 9 on 1. I had one event last week, wasn't that great, and now it was pretty damn awful you know i never had the, the, this awful my, my worst card i think was three and eight or something and that was a brazil card where uh uh from, from a few years ago where i think morais was on the main main card i'm not sure anymore but that was my worst card for, for forever i think that one yeah. and it was another three picks uh correct and now i have two picks correct so this is my worst my worst card ever this so, is my um, worst ever the one the worst yeah. one i had ever was um it, i think it was for doom versus volkov that was a fucking hard card do you remember that one for doom volkov like i don't think anyone's yeah. really picking let me take a look at that card again i remember yeah i remember having a bad night that night i just want to see what else was on it um yeah there was a lot of upsets that night i'm just looking at it a lot of upsets on that card too like paul craig gets and goliath <laughs> that was yeah. on the same card oh my god i mean that was a crazy card too so and cajun johnson beat stevie ray i mean there were some big upsets on that card I remember that one just some of these it's something it sucks when the when the bad nights stay on your head you know what i mean like there's a lot, i've had a lot of good nights in me too man this year yeah, um the adesanya blahovitz card was a great night for me and there was a few other nights but you know, last night sucked, so it happens. I want to talk to Borgen because I know this guy's in the same boat as me. He says they should have both been draws, arguably for sure. I mean, that third round could have been. I think the Phillips for sure was a draw, though. He didn't sleep well. And you know what, man? I, I, I've I been there, dude. I've been there. Lost significant amount of money in the in the past, and it sucks. It's like you can't go to sleep. You don't want to sleep. You're, you just want to, like, look at the, the, the odds and see what else you can bet on to get it back. I totally understand how you feel, man. But, again, it's a long-term game, guys. Remember that. So... Even though it sucks, Marcel, we still have, what, 20 cards left this year? We'll bounce back. We'll get back. Mm-hmm. I just really hope we have never, never have a card like this again because as fun as it was to watch, uh, it was a the, tough night. The, it was a the, tough the, night. 
the only good thing is with with odds break where we do uh, where we do the picks with everybody else. I think pretty much nobody had a good. Yeah, I was gonna say at least nobody did good on that one. Yeah, even like you know some of the smart guys there. Daniel, what's up, man? Yeah, Sunday just because uh, I got a busy week, so we're gonna talk. About, we're here till four. We'll do for an hour. Hey, Doug, what's up, man? He's asking about Strickland. We'll talk about it in one sec. We're gonna talk about that fight. And he was saying he had a draw in the Chavez fight under and good save me. That's good, man. Yeah, the good. You mean Gooden, I guess. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, okay, let's just get into it. Let's start with the main event. Work our way down. Sean Tarzan Strickland, my man, the only pick I got right the whole card, comes out there and, and puts on a decision before, uh, performance against Hall here. It was a good performance. Uh, he wins a decision. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't the best fight of all time, but I mean, listen, you know how hard it is to fight your right Hall. Like, this guy is such a good striker that can knock you your head off at any second. When you think about it like that, like Strickland did a good job, I think, in this fight. He, his jab looked amazing, Marcel, landed 186 significant strikes. Um, attempted 428 significant strikes. He was pumping that jab out. And that is not easy to do, man. Your arms get tired, they fall down, and he was still pumping it out in the fifth round. Also landed four takedowns in this fight, Marcel. Seven minutes of top control. Pretty dominant performance. And there was one part where he actually hurt Holland and he fell down to his back. They didn't count that as a knockdown, but the replay showed that he did hurt him with a punch behind the head or behind the ear. Remember that, Marcel? He got rocked. Now, I think he could have finished Uriah Hall. That's the problem I have with Strickland in this fight is that I think he could have finished Hall. And there was one point in the fight where he went for a takedown kind of like Lofton did against um, whatever remember Contender Series, the fight where Dana White was pissed uh, against mm-hmm. Algio. So I see a lot of people Lofton. talking about that. And honestly, like it does bother me a bit too because I think he could have finished Hall and ground and pound at that point. But, you know, it, it was it's still not an easy fight against Uriah Hall and Strickland won the fight. And you know, he's won five straight fights now, four straight fights at middleweight, Marcel. I think this guy is a legitimate top 10 guy. I think he could beat a lot of the top guy, top five guys too. Don't know if he beats Izzy. That seems like a bad matchup for him just because he's fighting another striker, although he does have a ground game. But I think, you know, he fights a guy like Paulo Costa, guys. I think he can win that fight. I think he could just out-jab Paulo Costa for five rounds or three or whatever it is. He'd have to watch his chin. He's been KO'd before, but I like Strickland, man. I think he looks good. I want to get your thoughts and I'll get the comments, but... What do you think of his performance? I know it wasn't the most exciting fight, but he looked pretty good, I thought, man, overall. What do you think? Strickland is kind of a guy where his basics are really solid and good, and he's uh, yep. he's just over, overall all around very strong, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't see, I don't think he's, he has, there are certain fighters that have that special thing where they can stop the fight at any moment, like Uriah Hall gets knockout, you know? Strickland has knockout power, but doesn't have that like Uriah Hall, in my opinion, you know. But he is super solid in what he does, and he does very well. And uh, to do that in a division at middleweight right now, where uh, there are guys like, like, like you say, Acosta, man. Acosta, uh, who really didn't look good in this last fight, and we, so we know we fought against Adesanya, but still, man, many people expect so much more from him, and I did as well. I pick Alessandro in the fight. I think you did as well. But still, we, we expected more from him. And Strickland yeah. is just a guy who has his basics very good. You know what I mean? He is a good, he is a good striker. He's solid on the ground with, with his wrestling. I think he's, his basics are really good. And if your yeah. basics are really good, you can only improve. And uh, he's really improving in his last kind of couple of fights, you know. And this is just... A very smart fought, fought fight, you know. It wasn't really spectacular in my opinion, yeah. but it was very smart. It wasn't against a guy who was ranked above him. Uriah Hall is always dangerous. So, yeah, good win for Strickland, man, you know. I mean, um, like, we both picked Strickland. Let's brag about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, why not? There's not much to brag about, but I guess I... Uh, that's why I said it. The sole pick I got right here. Um, <laughs> How'd you score? I had every, I honestly had 50-45. I'm surprised that... Same. 
240. Like, what round did – oh, there's only one judge, actually. Sorry, he gave – what round did they give Hall? Look at the stats. There's nothing that really he could have won. Strictly outlanded him every round. I'll grapple him. I, you know, Hall, there was a few times in the fight where he, he looked okay, but overall I think the jab was hurting his eye. His eye seemed compromised. He couldn't what? see that well. You know? Which 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 round did they give to? I gotta uh, look. I honestly, I'm guessing it's the third round because this, or I'm sorry, not the third round, like the first or second round, actually, not the third round, not the third round. My bad. Let me take a look. Uh, yeah, second round. It was a second round. According yeah, to the stats, according to the stats, Strickland outlanded Hall 43 to 22 significant strikes in that round. So I don't really see how. That's probably again the referee or our judge who takes this cue, this one on one going into the. Yeah, let's just make it tight, I mean? and then we'll just see what happens. Yeah, yeah I hate the fucking judges. <laughs> All right, let's get these comments. A lot of options. Strickland, Till Brunton, winner. Canby or Kelvin, winner. Hermanson. Strickland, Kelvin, be amazing. Kelvin wins in a few weeks. I feel like he's a little bit above Kelvin at this point. You know, I think Kelvin's great. Don't get me wrong, but I think I'm looking at the rankings right now. Strickland right now. Okay, so Hall was eight. He'll overtake Hall, I would guess. Kel Kelvin Gaston's nine. I guess Kelvin Gaston probably should be above Hall when you think about it. But um, yeah, like Darren Till, I think Strickland beats Hermanson would be an interesting fight because Hermanson's really well rounded. Brunson, Brunson seems like it could be a tough fight. Maybe I, I don't. I don't know how good Strickland's takedown defense is, but his wrestling search seems pretty good to me offensively. Yes. I think Costa he beats Costa. I really do. I think he's number two. He beats him. Cannonier would be an interesting fight. He's number three. Four is Vittori. That would be interesting. I, Whitaker I think beats Strickland. So I think Whitaker and Adesanya right now are favored over him, and I would assume maybe a couple of these guys were. But like I really do think he beats Paul Costa. I don't know about you, Marshall. No. I think he out jabs him for five rounds. I mean, it's just crazy at itself, man, that Strickland was in a bad motorcycle incident or, or was it been, uh, a few yeah. years ago. And we'll ever expect him to, to reach the top 10 again in the division, man. Unbelievable. So, and, and him, I think know. he should win that award, Comeback Fighter of the Year from Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those agree. awards stink, but at least he got nominated. I thought well, that was well, cool. Well, what's, what's with that weird thing with, with those awards that they do like half a year of that year and half I a year of this year? Sense. I'm looking at the Fight of the Year and they had fights from last year. And it's, it kind of, it's yeah. weird to me. I know COVID kind of interrupt. Anyways, that's a different conversation. But that still is just weird. It's just bizarre. <laughs> Master Soma Holland. You know what? I literally followed that fight too, because especially that part where uh, Strickland was talking to Hall, which I love in his fights where he talks to his opponents. But at this point, Holland, who's he fighting next? Kevin Holland got a fight. Who's he fighting? Uh, he's uh, fighting uh, Dawkins. Yeah, he's fighting Call Dawkins. So that's a bounce back fight for him, basically. Although he still might get out grappled in that fight, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're like, they're basically like, can you fight a guy who's not even the top 15 that can grapple? If you can't even grapple with him, you're in trouble. So Daniel says he's got great fundamentals. I agree. Hey, Usman, give away anything, Chandler against Chandler. Hey, hey, what's up, man? He's asking about Chandler and Justin. That fight's amazing. They just got announced 268, and Usman definitely, I think, can help him out because they obviously trained together at Sanford. Now he's training with Justin at uh, uh, under Whitman. So yeah, I think that's that's interesting. And by the way. The one guy really surprised me, Rafa Garcia. When I saw that he was training with Trevor Whitman, I was like, holy crap, he's definitely going to win this fight. I can't believe he lost this fight. I'll talk about it in a few minutes. Because of the match, we often see others like Strickland rise against uh, rise out of the average to the top end of the sport. Maybe. I mean, the guy's just really good. I've actually always liked Sean Strickland. Um, I remember his first fight against Bob McDaniel in the UFC. I was blown away by his performance back then, Marcel. He was, and that was a seven, think about it. He's been grinding for seven years in the UFC. It's not like he's new. It's just that he had two years off because of his motorcycle accident. So. He, you know, the guy was forgotten about. I for, I completely forgot about him until last year when he fought Marshman. And then it's like, I'm all on the Sean Strickland bandwagon. Now, I understand he might not be everyone's cup of tea. The guy definitely says some stuff. Like, last night, he's like, I really want to kill someone in the octagon. It's, yeah, so good. it's, weird it's kind of weird. Like, he's definitely kind of a strange guy. And everyone's calling him a psychopath and stuff. And 
you know, I don't know if that's the right term. I definitely think that the guy's a violent dude, and I think he's in the right profession, quite frankly. I mean, I think people forget what these guys do for a living. You go in the cage, you beat the fucking shit out of your opponent. That's your goal. It's to destroy your opponent. It's to make them not even fight anymore, you know, to obliterate them. Like, and I like that he has that mindset. I know he didn't finish this fight, but Sean Strickland has that mindset that it's a fight to the death. And I've heard him talk about that in the past. He's willing to die in the octagon. I truly believe that. So he's, I, I love the guy personally, but I, I can see why he's not Edward's cup of tea. You know, he's talking about murder. He's talking about <laughs> masturbation and everything like that. Um, so yeah, Tavlo says the, I, the card I, was weak. I'm not sure if I agree. I thought it was a pretty good card. Anyways, what were you saying? I mean, he talked about Jana Hayes against. Uh, yeah, James I know. Lynch. I saw I mean, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has good taste. I, I, that's all I can say. You know. <laughs> yeah, James interviewed him about that. Anyways, anything else on Strickland, or do you want to go to the next fight? Let's go to the next one, man. Well, I got to be honest, guys. I'm not completely shocked that Bai's won because I thought that she, maybe she could wrestle Rapala because we knew that was her her uh, problem. And right away, someone who picked Rapala, and I know you probably felt the same way. As soon as that first takedown landed, I was like, oh, this is this picks this is a losing pick. I knew it right away. But I didn't expect her to get head kicked, knocked out. And that was an absolutely incredible knockout. Perfectly timed knockout. I, I really didn't expect this from Shane Bays, guys. And she needed this knockout. She really didn't. She talked about it after how she basically is broke. And she moved from Dallas to, to Vegas with JP Bays, her husband, left everything behind. And, and basically, they, they took a huge loan out. And she was banking on herself winning this fight. Uh, and she got the win. She also said she was saying how she makes 10 and 10, but she got the 50K. So she was pulling 70K. Uh, minus taxes and stuff, I guess. Still a great, great night for Shane Bays, though, Marcel. I mean, again, I, I got to be honest. Like, I was wrong about her, you know, guys. Like, I, I'm still not sold on her because of that fight with the Ruiz, but I, I'm definitely wrong with this one. I'll, I'll eat my words on what I said about her, man. I, she looked phenomenal in this fight. Give me your thoughts on this performance, man. She looked good, man. But what the hell was Gloria Paula thinking to stand up like that? You know what I mean? And also, uh, uh, if that kick landed one second earlier, she would have been DQ'd. Because the Paula had barely her hands off the mat, but yeah, <laughs> good kick, you know. She stopped her very good from uh, from Shayan base. Gotta say, man, you know, she wants to create sort of a, a feel-good story with the 50k to her, and that she cries about it. Maybe raise the fighter pay. You know what I mean? Uh, that fighters don't have to have to be in depth or whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, people can say it's just her second fight in the UFC. Yeah, but I still think. The salary cap has to go up, you know. If if Dana said years ago the UFC or MMA in general is going to be bigger than soccer, which will never happen, but he's saying that, you know, you got to pay more, you know, yeah. and don't put it everything in your own pocket. So um, the thing is, you can make a, a, a how do you say that a, a fairy tale story about how happy uh, everybody is with, with the money you get them. Give them a better base pay, you know. So base buys amazing <laughs> by the way uh, give him give him a better base pay you know what i mean uh, give him yeah. better uh, show money and um, the bonus bonus is okay man i, I would i would prefer rather uh, that that you give them a good uh, show money pay and that you give them a bonus when they do a, a, a finishing a fight you know what i mean i've said that for, for example, years i've said yeah. that for years i don't know why they do, don't do it like i know ac we talked about this before ACA, I think, does it, right? Is it five yeah. or ten grand or something like that? Like, mm -hmm. It's not like these are the only promotions that, that do that. There's other promotions that do finishing bonuses. I think it's great. I've seen people say the argument be like, oh, well, that's promoting violence. Are you fucking kidding me? This is MMA. You're supposed to be well, Who says that? I've heard that argument before. Like, oh, you're probably UFC doesn't want to promote violence. They're on ESPN. They don't want to give out money for, for a knockout. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I've heard that argument. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. 
I think they really should raise the the base pay as well. I don't know if they will, but at least raise the bonuses to seventy five grand flat. I mean, they started doing it recently, like a couple of pay per views. But I think at this point, maybe even even if it's just for the pay per views, which I don't love, but if you just did it for the pay per views, at least it's something. You know what I mean? Pavel's asking if you're watching Brave. Are you watching Brave right now? No, no, because we're doing the podcast. Yeah, we're doing the podcast. He, maybe, I don't think he wants to get spoiled. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll, again, we got 40 minutes here, and then we'll we'll get out of here, guys. Um, okay, so uh, who do you match her up with, Baze? Just quickly. Um, I'm looking at the rankings. I mean, listen, like I, I'm not saying that being DePaula gets you ranked, but Felice Herrig is ranked number 15. She barely fights. She's someone that Baze could beat. I think maybe they put her in, in there with Herrig. What do you think about that? Interesting, or you know what? You know what I do? I've matched her up with Jin Frey. You could do that fight too. Yeah, uh, but aren't they for? Are they still? Uh, they trained at. Uh, it's safe, it's at Fortis, right? Yeah, yeah. She tra- I don't I don't know if she's still in contact. Yeah, I don't know if she, with some teammates. So I, I, I don't, don't know, know if they play each other. That's the only thing I don't know. But but yeah. sure. I mean Frey looked good in her fight too. Okay. Now this fight, I mean, we really didn't even know if it was gonna happen until basically like half an hour before the card started. It got really pulled. Weird. It was so weird. It got pulled, then it got put back on. Anyways, Jared Gooden, who I thought had a chance to win this fight, I really did, because he looked amazing at the weigh-in, and apparently he had been training for a shortener's fight, and the UFC mm. told him to stay ready, and he did, and he looked amazing in this fight. Marcel just destroys Nicholas Stolte. What I'll say is in this fight is, you know, to me, Gooden looked like he was finally a UFC fighter in this fight. He looked like it at the weigh-in with the stare down. He looked like he was ready to go. He had that experience with um, Abubakar. He had the fight with Alan Javan. Now he's like, you know what? I'm the I'm the veteran now, and I'm going to knock this guy out. And I know Stolte looked okay in his last fight, and he was the favorite here, but. I mean, this was just a great performance by Jared Gooden, man. Knocks him out, gets his first win. Didn't get a bonus, Marcel, which sucks for him. But either way, great gets a great win over Stolte. And, and give your thoughts on this fight, man. Yeah, very solid showing by Jared Gooden. He stopped Stolte pretty much very soon, I think, just over a minute in the first round. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I thought Stolte would have won this fight. He didn't. Uh, Gooden did. So he, he looked much better, you know. He got first two fights in the UFC. I think his debut was against Alan Joban. Was was a, was a competitive fight, but Joban was better. And uh, he got pretty much, I think, dominated by uh, Abu Bakr Nurmagomedov the last, last time they fought. Uh, he's 0-2, right? Well, he was 0-2 coming into this yeah, fight, right? Yeah, 1-2 now. Yeah. yeah, now he's 1-2. He looked good in this one, man. You know, maybe this is a new start for him. You know, and uh, yeah, let's see what's what's happening next for him. He wants to be back as soon as possible, so uh, maybe he's, uh, uh, we will see him back very soon. Yeah, and to be fair, this guy—I mean, like the matchmaking's been pretty tough. I mean, I know Al Jaban's yeah. retired now; he's an older guy, but he's still a really good striker, and that was not an Super easy fight. Yeah. yeah, I think he—I think he took it on short notice, if I'm, if I'm yeah. mistaken, either. Yeah, and then Abubakar. I mean, that fight was weird because I thought that Abubakar was going to wrestle him, and he just stole, he chose to stand and trade. Basically, used his jab. And I think Gooden got really frustrated from that fight and was probably really angry. And I honestly thought they were going to cut him after that fight, Marcel. I really did. So I'm glad that they kept him around and he showed mm-hmm. he's a UFC caliber fighter. So any last word on this before we go to the next one? Nah, man. All right. So your boy Melsic, man, gets the knock over Anglin. And you guys know I liked Anglin. And I was looking at the staff picks. A lot of people picked Anglin. Nick picked him. A lot of people did. Cole as well. So I wasn't alone on this one, Marcel, but you were right about this one. Give you props, man. Your boy Melsic looked incredible. Um, great knockout. I knew he had knockout power. I knew this was a possibility. A great head kick, rocks angling, and finishing with ground pound. Uh, you know, I still want to see him tested against like uh, someone who's going to shoot for takedowns because Anglin really didn't shoot as much as I thought he did. As he would, yeah. he did shoot. He got one I takedown. In the, I think it was the end of the first round, which was good to see. But I thought he was going to wrestle this guy the whole time. I didn't think he would stand and trade with this guy. And I know that 
this dude is really elusive and hard to, to grab to. But yeah, I mean, Melsic looked great, Marcel. Your thoughts? Dude, every punch, every kick Melsic throws is to knock you out. And that's you hear that with every impact, like, tack, tack. Every every time he uh, he throws something, and I expected England to, to do much more wrestling as well, man. But he tried to take him down once. He got him down, but Melsic was up pretty soon after he he got him down. So um, yeah, Melsic, Melsic did great, man. He finished him in the second round. Uh, looked very good in that fight, but definitely a striking. I agree with you, man. I would love to see him against a guy who can grapple or who grapples him, and let's see how he do he does then, you know. But uh, overall, a good finish by Melsing, and I think a much-deserved uh, 50K bonus, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that. Anglin's a popular dog this week. Melsing's only had some of the most ferocious strikes I've ever seen. The guy's an absolutely devastating striker. And we knew he was a good striker. I, again, I thought he was going to – Anglin could weather the storm. was wrong. It is what it is. The guy's phenomenal. When will Macy become free agent? Will you see get uh, – are you talking uh, – uh, I think he meant Macy Barber. I'm not sure you mean I think, so. I think it means McKee. Oh, McKee. Oh, McKee. Uh – I don't think he's going to be going for anywhere from soon, but we'll talk about Bellator in a, in a few minutes. Let's finish UFC, then we'll do Bellator. Uh, Lima's fighting MVP. Yes, that is correct. And I do. I'm assuming it would be Amazon versus Jackson too, Pavlo, and that would be a great fight. So, but yeah, I, I think the the MVP Lima rematch is good. All right, a few more fights left, and we'll talk about Bellator too. I want to talk about that card. Um, but we got to talk about this fight: Brian Bayman, Barbarina, and Jason Witt. Amazing fight. Uh, fight of the night. Love the fight. Still can't believe Jason Witt won this fight. Honestly, this one blows my mind. And he's the guy who landed the knockdown in this fight, too. He was knocking down Brian Barberina. So two thoughts on this fight. Number one, Jason Witt, the glass chin. Maybe he doesn't have as much of a glass chin as a lot of people thought. And number two, Brian Barberina, after that surgery and the, and the life-threatening uh, injury he had, Marcel, you know, he's lost four of his last six fights now. I mean, it looks like he's on a bit of a decline. Lost to Jason Witt here. It was a great fight, but he still lost. What do you think, man? Yeah, but I think it was, it was a very fun fight to watch. I'm... Uh, spoke to Brian a, a little bit after the fight, and he was like, "It was an amazing fight. You always know when I fight, you know you 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 won't be bored." How did you but score? Was, by the way, I didn't ask you your scorecard. Uh, twenty nine, twenty eight for wit. I just That's what had I had too. I did have that as well. I saw that someone had a draw in here. That's why I was asking. Please go ahead, Marcel. Yeah, I, I think some people scored a ten eight for Barbarina. I saw one just scored a ten eight for wit in the second round. It was crazy to me. But um, I, I, I think 29-28 Witt is the correct scorecard. And it was I was a great fight, I think, definitely the third round. Where Witt grabbed for his uh, mouthpiece, man. And Barbarita was like, oh, hell no, dude. You're not going to grab for the mouthpiece. It was almost uh, it was almost gone there at that moment. And uh, But, yeah, a little bit too late for Barbarina. Witt, uh, Witt won the first and second round by also using his wrestling as takedowns, man, controlling Barbarina on the ground. And he knocked him down. So, um yeah, a good win for Whitman still. Yeah. I mean, Barbarina indeed didn't look uh, as solid as normally, but maybe, you know, he come back from a huge surgery and it was a life-threatening uh, surgery he had to do, you know, because uh, I don't exactly what was happening, but it was a life-threatening thing that he, he had. He had the speed, uh, speed surgery yet. Yeah. So um, let's see the next fight, how he does, man, you know. But, uh, yeah, good win for Whitman. What can you say? I mean, this is his biggest win of his career by far, I think. And uh, let's see what's happening next for him, man. It is, and... I'm assuming this was the last fight his deal because usually they sign four fight deals, so two and two, and they'll probably re-sign him. So this was a huge win for this guy. I mean, it really was. He needed this win to save his career in the UFC, and he got the job done. Um, get these comments again. We're gonna talk about Bellator in a minute. Let me just finish the last few fights here. McKee's followers, Mike Davis, didn't see that happening. Yeah, Antonio McKee. He fought once in the UFC. I remember watching the card. He fought Jacob Volkman. It was one of the most boring fights ever. 
It was a split decision mm-hmm. between two grinding wrestlers. Go watch the fight. You can see why Dana doesn't like his father. But at the same time, it was kind of unfair because I remember AJ uh, Antonio McKee, excuse me, he fought in MFC up here in Canada. He had like 20 straight wins at one point, And people were like, give this guy a shot. He got one fight. He lost the split decision. They cut him in. <laughs> they let him go. So when his son became a, um, a professional, he was like, screw you, Dana. I'm gonna, we're going to go to Bellator instead. And obviously, they're, you know, the there's a lot of guys in that team body shop now that are pretty good. Also, I saw that uh, James talked to AJ McKee and Rampage Jackson's training at, at uh, body shop and his son is trained there. His son, Raja the clone. I'm sure you've heard of his son, um, Rampage's son. So, but apparently yeah. Rampage wants to fight again, by the way, too. What do you say? I got to ask you this, Adam. Did you see yeah. the clip with Snoop Dogg and the reaction of Patricia Pitbull? I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it? No. It was amazing, man. So Snoop Dogg uh, gave his pick for Bellator, you know, for, for the for the fight. He's like, yeah, I'm going with my nephew, uh, AJ McKee. I'm saying uh, he's fighting Pitbull. He said he's, he's going to knock his ass out. And then Pitbull replies, he's like, hey, Snoop Dogg, I'm not Pitbull the rapper. I'm Pitbull the goat. That's funny. Maybe you should, it's like maybe you should train sometimes. Maybe be, uh, maybe you should train. If you land if you land a, a punch, it would be your first hit in fifty years, motherfucker. Yep. That's funny. It's <laughs> amazing, man. Oh man! All right, I, I do want to talk about Bellator. Let's just get through the rest of these UFC fights, okay? So, Grootsmacher and Garcia, and we talked about this a little earlier too. Alluded to it, man. I mean, this was a big surprise that Garcia lost to me. I got to be honest, Marcel. I'm, uh, and. Same. We, me and you had the same score. We both thought Garcia won this fight. I mean, it was super yeah. close. Something wrong, but the, he had a lot of top control, guys. Six and a half minutes, like that's a lot of control. I understand Bruce Walker landed him one hundred to seventy-two. That's not like a massive difference. Like I might, I might, I don't hate the decision. I get it because Bruce Walker did do more damage. It reminded me of the San Hagen Dillashaw fight, but that's why it's confusing. It's like you get a fight like San Hagen Dillashaw, one guy does a little damage, but they give the guy the control to win. And then this fight, it's the opposite. That's why the judging is so hard these days to even know what they're looking at, Marcel, and what they like. So, again, I don't have a problem with Marker winning because he did a land him. But Garcia had a lot of control and takedowns at opportune times. And I thought that the fight IQ might have won- did enough for them to win the fight. So give me your thoughts on this one quickly. Yeah, so by the way, I sent you the clip from Pitbull and Snoop Dogg. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had one and three for Rafa Garcia. I think Gritzmacher won the second round. Um yeah, didn't have a problem at all with the, with the decision, man. I think it was close. You know, I I, I picked Garcia to win. I thought he won. Gritzmacher got it. Okay, man, wasn't was a close fight, so I don't have a lot of trouble with it. To be really honest, man, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not it, it's not one I want to sit here and cry over like the Maverick fight last week. You know what I mean? Um, I see the pitbull thing. That's pretty funny. That's jokes. All right. Uh, Couple other fights quickly. Now, I want to hear your thoughts on this one because this was a really interesting fight from the scorecard perspective, Kamaka and mm-hmm. Chavez. So, a lot of people, I was looking, I was watching Twitter when I was watching the fight and just seeing what people were saying because I thought it was a really close fight. I thought Kamaka won two rounds to one, but the problem is he had the point deducted. So, I'm okay with the draw, but a lot of people obviously did have all three to Kamaka and then they gave one of the judges actually had it for him, but two had it a tie. Basically, what happened was all Chavez needed was one round from two of the judges. To, to get a draw and that's what he did one judge gave him the first round one gave him the third round and that's how we got to drop this fight by winning one random round two scorecards really weird but at the same time i almost feel like kamaka could have been disqualified marcel and you know i don't know what you were thinking man but like there was just some brutal eye pokes and the nut shot right after i thought he was gonna get dq'd or at least two points taken so i almost feel like kamaka's lucky he got a draw to this in a way what do you think man 
Yeah, we don't we don't agree on that to be really honest. Man. Give me your I thoughts. Think, uh, yeah, I had a thirty twenty seven for Kamaka with the point deduction twenty nine twenty seven. Um, so the thing is, the the eye poke was much worse than the groin shot. I think the groin shot even missed the groin and maybe slightly touched it, you know, because you, you never can say he didn't touch him, you know, but it was on the belt, in my opinion, it wasn't on the cup, and maybe he, gra he grazed it, I don't know, but for me, it wasn't that bad, you know, and Herb only took the point, because he didn't took the point for the eye poke, and he could have, I, I would have been much more okay with him taking the point for the eye poke than taking the point for the growing shot, you know, but it was like uh, one plus one, and it's two, and now we're going to give you a, 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 how do you say that, a, a point deduction. Um, yeah, man, I think it was, there were close, were close rounds, man, don't get me wrong. I think Kamaka won all three rounds, but still, was it close, were close rounds. Um, we know there was going to be some fuckery with the, with the point deduction, because always, you know, because in a close fight, maybe that judge see this one and that judge see this one. You you say one judge gave the yeah. first round to, to Chavez and one judge yeah. gave the third round to Chavez. So, I mean... Yep. What can you say? You know, so uh, a draw, yeah, why not? But the only thing that annoys me is that the UFC keeps another win bonus in their pocket. Yeah, we talked about that. You guys just gave it away as extra bonus. Give it to Jared Gooden. Give him the win bonus in this fight. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I see Daniel says he, he cashed a bit in the draw. Congrats, man. All right, a couple more fights here quickly we'll talk about. Um, this one I barely even want to talk about, but Ginger Frey won against Ashley Yoder. It was a pretty boring fight. Uh, kind of surprised Yoder couldn't get the grappling going here. I mean, Frey's not that big, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I think Yoder's going to be released after this. She's three and seven now in the UFC. I think that's it for her. What do you think? I, th I think they really like her, man. I don't three know. and seven. I mean, yeah, three yeah, and yeah seven. I, I, I know, man. I, but I think I really they really like her. Maybe they give her another one, but normally, yeah, that should be it for her. You know, uh, although I really like Yoder as well, but nah, probably this is it for her indeed. Yeah, I don't know. She doesn't show enough. She hasn't shown enough in her fights and. It's funny no. because uh, the last fight she had with Angela Hill, there was one point in the fight where her chin was way up in the air, and I tweeted about it, and they put my freaking tweet on screen saying, like, Ashley Yoder's chin is up in the air, like, the striking defense needs work. And I can't believe they actually put that up there because it's a little bit critical, but it's true. Then in this fight's happening, Paul Feller's like, her chin's right up in the air. They're literally the same thing that I talked about in the last fight she did in this fight. So just not improving in, in the in the strike. I know that technically she outstruck her according to the strike stats. That seems off to me. It didn't seem like that when I was watching the fight, but... Is what it is, man. I think that's going to be it for the UFC. That's what I think. Maybe they'll give her one more because she has been losing the pretty tough girls. But Marcel, three and seven, all ten fights went to decision. No excitement. No. Nothing. Not, no, no finishes ever. She's never been in a fight that went, uh, went inside the distance. That's crazy. Now, this fight, Adesham and Benoit, I thought this was actually a really fun fight, too. Um, yeah. A little bit underrated. I think people aren't talking about it enough. It's, that first round was absolutely bananas. A crazy first round. Adesham looked really good in this fight. He looked good in that first round with the kicks. And then Benoit dropped him at the end of the round. How did you score that round? Did you score it for Benoit or for Adeshev? I think it was for Adeshev, man. Listen, man, you you can't uh, vanish uh, out four minutes in the first round where you got pretty much uh, just, his his lack of destroyed by Adeshev, man, in that first round. You know. Oh, by and, the way, uh, I just saw yeah. Brad Okamoto just tweeted. He broke his leg in the fight, guys. He literally yeah. broke his leg in the fight. He was on one leg in this fight. So what a tough dude, eh? honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing man. But yeah, I saw many people saying like, yeah, he got the knockdown, so he got the he got the round. 
it ain't kickboxing people you know if it's uh if it's a close round definitely if it's a pretty much even round definitely i think Adeshev was leading pretty big in that round you know and he got knocked down he didn't get finished at all or close to a finish in my opinion so i gave that one to Adeshev. i don't know how i scored it exactly in the whole i think i scored a 30 27 for for Adeshev, although or maybe I scored a 29 28. I scored the last round for Benoit. That's possible, I think. Yeah, I think 29 28. Kevin, Kevin, yeah. well, I want to get this comment from Kevin. Kevin, is, is the fibular head the leg? Because should, I just be. Googled yeah. it quickly. You, he's a doctor. He's going to know. I want to know, Kevin, if you can tell us. Kevin Nicholson here. He's in the chat. Okay. Um, I, I, just, I just quickly Googled it. I'll be honest with you. So I want to hear what he says. Also, by the way, also, by the way, shot. Sean Strickland set a middleweight record with 186 significant strikes landed. Just saw that too. What were we going to say? Okay. He says lower leg. It was a broken leg. It's a non-weight-bearing bone. That's terrible. Thanks so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. This guy is an injury doctor, MA injury, and he definitely knows his shit. I know you've seen him around Twitter, obviously, Marcel, too. So, yeah. Um, what, sorry, what were we going to say? I apologize, Marcel. Adeshev broke his uh, hand in the first round, I think, as well. So. What a crazy fight. These guys, what they do, they just broke. go to war, man. It's just crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, like I was saying, strictly landed. Flyweight. Significant strike. Yeah, you know, for a flyweight fight, this was a pretty damn good fight, you know. Sometimes these fights can be a little bit low output. These guys were going at it, man. They were trying to hurt each other. All right, last fight. What do you think they're going to do with Ryan Bernard? I don't know because I feel like, you know, he's, he's been losing. I do think he, he beat Tim Elliott in the last fight. I mm -hmm. honestly do. And the fight with Alatang was split decision. So, mm -hmm. and again, he, he fought Brandon Moreno tooth and nail. I still think the guy's competitive. But again, actually, I'm looking at his record three and six. He's almost yeah. like Ashley Yoder territory. But in my opinion, he deserves another fight, man. I think they're needing one more because Flyweight's weak. Yeah. Maybe like Tyson Nam or something. Maybe do something like that. I'm not too sure who's like at the bottom of the division. Someone Ma like that. Malcolm, Malcolm Gordon. Malcolm Gordon, Figueredo, um, yeah. Chris Boutinho. If he comes back and he fights a Flyweight, you could do that fight. Oh, that'd be a Cody Durden. That'd be a sick fight. Which one? Cody Durden. Uh, is he? Okay, yeah. He's still on the roster. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Flick retired. Yeah. Which sucks because that guy's really. One. They don't have a lot of fighters at 125. I agree. I think they'll keep him for one more. And he's a pretty exciting guy. But, you know, he, again, he hurt his leg badly in this fight, obviously. And he still went for it, man. He was still coming forward. That's incredible. That's incredible. So the UFC loves those kind of guys. I think, you know what, now that I think about it, they're going to keep him around. But Yoder, though, I don't think they keep her around. I mean, why would they want to keep her around? She's not even exciting. Or so. I know that the, the matchmakers like her. I get it. Sean Shelby definitely likes her and stuff. But you got to win fights too. It's not a charity here. You got to win fights to stay. You have to. <laughs> it's not. It charity, is. It's not. We're not giving, we're not giving you people spots on the roster. If you don't deserve it, you're not going to be here. That's just, the, mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's just the way the UFC looks at it. All right. Last fight. And we'll talk about Bellator. Ryan Cossie loses the Phil Rowe. And man, this sucks because I had a bet on Cossie. He was absolutely dominating the fight in the first round and gassed out just like his brother did. I'm surprised yeah. because Ryan that never gassed out in any of his fights. He's never gassed out in the fight with Matt Dixon, Marcel. The gas tank looked amazing. The third round finish. What the hell happened here? Well, how did he just get gas up? Your thoughts on this one, man? Second round finish for TKO. Um, I have no idea, man. I mean, I had the same thing. I was like, man, this is just like his brother, pretty much. You know, uh, he also gassed out against uh, Polatnikov. So, yeah, I know. I picked Kosi. I think uh, I, I thought he looked very good against Dixon. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, Roe. Yeah, Roe was a fun fighter, but not really impressive so far. But he looked good, man. He he, he, st he stopped him with, with some solid combinations. So really good on Roe. Uh, looking forward to what they're going to do next with Roe, man. But for Kosi, man, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I hope they keep him for, for another fight. I mean, the guy, I think, is talented. Oh, for sure. The gas tank, worries, it just worries me again, just like his brother. I, I just... 
I can't believe it. I'm just hoping it was an adrenaline dump because it was his UFC debut, and we've seen that yeah. happen before. But I was just reading a quote with him. I think it was on his Instagram. And he was saying that his hand felt numb after the first round. So that's yeah, not I, that. I don't know what happened. Like, I wonder why that happened. Um, but, yeah, I mean, good for Roe, man. He saved his job with the win, Marcel. He, he really did. So Phil Roe, man, I mean, surprised me. Good win for him. All right. Um, that's it for UFC Fight Night Hall for Strickland. Any last words before we move on to, from this card to Bellator? We can go to Bellator, man. All right, let's do it. So I know you guys want to talk about this, and I do too. AJ McKee, and I gave Marcel the props on this one because I was having a hard time picking this fight. I, I ended up picking Pitbull. It was like, a, like I said, I said it on last week. I was like 51%. Like, I had the slightest lean ever because I honestly don't even know. And I wasn't surprised AJ won. I knew this fight was going to be really, really good too. And I think the fashion he won, though, did surprise me. The fact that he knocked him down with a head kick and then choked him out cold. I mean, kind of cold. He, he, came back to, he came back up, but he was out for a second. It was a good stoppage by Mike Beltran, by the way. Um, I know he was pissed about it, but I think it was a good stoppage. But, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not surprised AJ won. He's amazing. He's 18-0. He's one of the best in the world. But, again, Marcel, the fact he went in there and destroyed Patricio Pippo, who's never been finished before, aside from breaking his leg or whatever against Benson Henderson, he's never been finished. This is incredible what this guy just did. Give me your thoughts, man. By the way, I'm a bitch-ass, man. That's a, uh, t- it's technical submission, not submission like many people say. It is technical submission. They need to change that uh, topology. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and I got to say, man, I picked McKee first, but yesterday I went to Adam. I was like, I got a feeling Pitbull is going to win, man. So I got to be honest here. You give me prop for it, but I went back and I, I changed my pick. So I've got to be honest here. Um, yeah, man, very good showing by McKee again. Man. What can you say? This dude has done amazing in this tournament, has done amazing so far in his career. This guy is actually, in my opinion, the real Bellator talent, you know what I mean? It's not uh, a guy like MVP or James Gallagher, who are good fighters, you know what I mean? But this is a world-class talent that Bellator has, you know? And this is a guy who proved himself against the best in the game in Bellator right now, you know? And he actually defeated the Bellator GOAT, Pitbull, last night by first head-kicking him and after that uh, stopping him with a submission. I mean... Amazing by, by AJ McKee. What, what else can you say, man? Yeah. The dude is still super young, has so much to gain in his career still. And he's a champion in, in one of the biggest promotions of the sport. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, perfect, man. I, I'm really I'm really happy for McKee. He looked really good. For Pitbull, I'm sure he will come back. You know, I heard that McKee didn't want to go back to featherweight. He wants yeah. to go to lightweight. So he's likely... I wouldn't be surprised if they do an immediately immediate rematch. I, I'm pretty sure Pitbull wants that win, wants that loss, wants to get that in a win back, you know. And for McKee, he can get a, a, a two a two way champion. So it's an interesting fight, I think. But uh, I don't know if they're gonna do it immediately. I wouldn't be surprised. I think AJ wants it, and Pitbull definitely wants to get this one back. So probably they're gonna do it. So. Uh, yeah, amazing fight. What, what else can I say, man? The lead-up was amazing. Yeah. Uh, the fight itself was amazing, you know, and uh, now we're going to see what the, the post-fight thing is going to happen. So we'll see. And by the way, go ahead. By the way, very, uh, you know, Pitbull was very, uh, how do you say that, gracious in defeat, man. I got to say that because many people are always talking crap about Pitbull being a, being a disrespectful. And before, dude was super respectful yeah. and gave AJ uh, huge props for it. So, uh, all good, man. Uh, respectful uh, goat uh, in Bellator for me. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad to see. You know, are you are you surprised that they didn't interview him right after the fight? I, I am. I got to be honest, because they usually, you know, I'm not saying they usually do losers, but 
they usually do like the, he's the greatest fighter in Bellator history, right? They didn't interview him. It looked like he wanted to talk to John McCarthy. I don't know if you saw in the back him and Eric mm-hmm. Alvarezstein were arguing with John McCarthy. Like they probably wanted to talk, but the, at that right when they were talking, the the confetti started flying down off the ceiling. So I guess they were just like, you know, we're not giving you an interview. Like you could talk in the press conference. I'm just saying. I thought that he would get a chance to address the audience. That's all I'm saying. But either way, it doesn't matter. McKee looked amazing. 18 and 0 on Marcel mm-hmm. and then made all of his fights in Bellator. Um, you know what's crazy? I'm just looking at his record. He was an amateur before he became pro, and he was six and one. He actually lost one fight, and the guy who he lost to is three and four as a pro. Somehow he lost yeah, to this guy. I saw that. <laughs> That's crazy, eh? So mm-hmm. yeah, that guy. Uh, what's his name? Christian Espinoza. That guy's the goat, apparently. Uh, Christian Espinoza. <laughs> <laughs> when you get your ass kicked, it's nice to be easier. It's easier to be nice and humble. Very true. No doubt, man. I'll say this too. Do you think Pitbull looked really small in this fight? I thought he looked small, didn't he? Like. You know, because he's talked about Bantamweight before, right? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Normally, it doesn't really matter, but mm. I think it matters this time. You know when the, I mean? when the so. skill is that evenly matched, the size matters, exactly. So, yeah. And I guess, obviously, McKee's even more skilled. You know, it was surprising seeing Pitbull make that mistake with his uh, with with the with the head kick. Because I'm watching it. I watched the replay, and he put his hand down, and he went right yeah. into the kick. And that's a guy that doesn't make mistakes like that. So he made a huge mistake, and it cost him his belt. Yeah. Kind of like, not in a bad way like that, but kind of like Derek Anderson MVP, man. Remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. For a split second, and then that's it. That's all yeah. it takes, eh? It really is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so he wants to fight him again at 155. I think McKee destroys him at 155, too. I got to be honest. Like, why would this fight go differently at 155? What do you think? Yeah, man, it's hard to think different about it, you know, but... Uh, Still, man, we gotta give Patricio props, man. Dude yeah. is amazing. You know, he's, uh, in my opinion, he's the goat in Bellator. You know what I mean? So it's a huge win for AJ McKee. And you know, Pitbull has has shown earlier, man, that he can improve and that he can he can be better. But man, it's hard to go against a guy so young and so talented, and a guy who already beat you now once. Going again for a second time at a higher weight class against a guy who's already bigger than you. I don't know, man, if it's a smart idea, but hey, we will see, man. Yeah, I mean, I watched Coker's press conference, and he said that they, they want him to defend the belt because he ha- he won it two years ago and hasn't defended it once. Now, to be fair to him, he was in this tournament. And I will say that the other thing I want to say is what AJ did to win the tournament is very impressive, guys. 16 guys in this tournament. It wasn't eight. It was 16. It was a big mm-hmm. tournament. Even that first round, Marcel, you know, there were some good fighters that got eliminated. But I will say this. I think a lot of us said this was going to be the final. They were the two best yeah, featherweights. For sure. But I just wasn't sure who was going to win, and AJ McKee won the fight. So you guys are right. He's huge. The reach difference was eight inches, I want to say, and the uh, four inches height, I'm not mistaken. And obviously, he just sides weight. He almost missed weight, too, by the way. He, he came in heavy on his yeah. first attempt. Point two. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's what Coker said. He's like, you know, this guy, this kid's getting older now. He's only 26, but as you get older in your, the end of your 20s, the weight cut becomes very difficult, right? So mm-hmm. I think 155 is his future, Marcel. I think he'll do well in that division. The other thing that Scott Coker said was interesting is uh, he, he he's open to cross-promotion, um, and he wants him to fight Volkanovski or, or Holloway. We should honestly stop this stop. It'll never happen. Why doesn't he even ask about this? I don't understand. Like, obviously, it's not it's happening. It's so, super annoying, yeah. man. You know, I know. The UFC – listen, guys. I understand that Bellator wants it. I understand that one championship wants it. The UFC is still known as the biggest promotion in MMA. You know, they have nothing to prove. You know, if you do like, for example, the six Bellator champions against the six UFC champions, if it's been five to one for the UFC, people will still argue about that one loss for the UFC. You know what I mean? There is nothing to gain for the UFC in that one. So they won't. People are like, 
but Dana did it back down with Chuck Liddell in the tournament. Yeah, because Pride was bigger back then. 20 you know? years ago, too, guys. Uh, 20 yeah. years ago. It's uh, a lot different. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. You know, so yeah. it won't happen. It's not going to happen. Um, it'd be cool, but I, I, don't, I don't even want to ask that question because there's other fights for him in Bellator. Mads Brunel is right there. He wants to fight him. He's going to fight him. But, Lots of guys. But it's, but it's stupid as well. It makes sense for Bellator to do it, you know? I understand yeah. that. But imagine the UFC. Imagine he fights Volkanovski at featherweight. And imagine Volkanovski loses. Imagine you do uh, Gegard Musasi against Adesanya. And imagine Adesanya loses. What will that do for the UFC? Nothing. That only damage them. They don't gonna do that. They don't have to take the risk. You know what I mean? So yeah. we should we should literally stop about the UFC Bellator thing. It's just stupid. Never. Gonna okay. Happen. So give me your thoughts on the co-main and talk about this. I just alluded to it. Mads Burnell defeats Emmanuel Sanchez. So I got. I don't know if you you watched the fight this morning, right? You said yeah, you yeah. Okay, okay. So John McCarthy's commentary during this fight was pretty bad. I think he was super biased toward Daniel Sanchez. Burnell, I, I thought it was 29-20 either way. He made it seem like it was 30-27 for, for Sanchez. It was a really, it was just really bizarre commentary. I know that a lot of people said the same thing. So I think it was a close fight. could have gone either way, but I thought Mads Burnell won the fight. What do you think? I think John, I think John McCarty is an amazing referee, and I keep it at that. Um, Mads Bur Burnell against Emmanuel Sanchez. Yeah, man, I think it was a close fight. You know, I think it could have gone either way. Um, I think for the division, is listen, man, I wouldn't have a problem with Sanchez won this one. For the vision, it's probably better Burnell wins this one. You know, Burnell, uh, very underrated guy. I still don't know why the UFC caught him. You know, he was two and a half rounds up against Arnold Allen and then got front choke. It's, it's still so stupid, you know. Um, and Burnell, listen, I, I talked to Mike Heck and Santiago Guiar about this early, uh, last week. This fight should have been a number one contender fight, in my opinion, you know. And they do it now with uh, Boric against, uh, who was it again? Adam Boric against... It's coming up. Um, I don't know. Uh, JJ Wilson. Adam Boris against JJ Wilson. It's good a great fight. fight. And they say official number one contender fight. But I think this should be the official number one contender fight, you know. And Brunel earned it now. And people say maybe Emmanuel Sanchez won the fight. Brunel officially won it. It was a close fight. I didn't didn't mind if, if Emmanuel got it, you know. But uh, I think Brunel deserves his title shot, in my opinion. So I would love to see Brunel, man, for the fighting for a title. I think he's a very talented guy, very underrated cool. guy. And, and who can say he has, like, four Japanese neckties on his record? I mean, who can say that? He's an exciting guy. I really don't yeah. understand why the UFC caught him. He was one and two. Like you said, he was beating Arnold Allen. I remember betting on Arnold Allen. I was like, oh, my God. Are you serious? This is actually happening? <laughs> and then he comes back and wins. I was like, yes. But since then, this guy's won seven straight fights, Marcel. And he's won um, like half of those fights by Japanese deck tie. The guy's a very good grappler. Mm -hmm. I think he won this fight. It was close. The commentary sure made it seem like it was a blowout for Manuel Sanchez. They were just like, Manuel Sanchez is so good. That, that was the whole thing in the commentary. I was like, really, guys? Like The other uh, guy is dominating the fight. John, John McCarty was sure that Machida beat Gegard Musashi. You know, I mean, John, John, I mean, I'm not going to say John is the sport. John knows the sport well. John's an amazing referee. He oh, created sure. the rules. But I, did someone thought, I think the problem is, I, I think he'd be a good judge if he's not in the commentary booth. When he's also commentating, commentating and judging, he's not good at that. But I think mm -hmm. he'd be good at it, obviously, just, just judging or just refing. But when you're doing two jobs at once, I don't think he's good at commentating and refing. It sure seems like the scorecards don't seem very like on with a lot of the fans are saying at the same time, you know, um, again, this is a guy that did write the rules. I get that guys, but I, I think in this case, he's doing the commentary and also judging and that's not an easy thing to do. I think he's missing stuff sometimes. So I, I got respect for John McCarthy. I just think this commentary was very one-sided in this fight. Um, uh, we get the comments here. Um, 
Bellator is closing the gap. They have a lot of prospects who are family, some UFC guys. Yeah, I mean, all the Russian guys, right, with Khabib and everything. Brunel's young, great future. I like the guy. I like JJ, too. I like him a lot, too. JJ Wilson's very good. All right, let's talk about the other fights. Uh, Usman, we just talked about him quickly. Um, Usman Nurmagomedov defeats Manny Murrow. I mean, this guy is good. You know, we might as well talk about Mamed, uh, Islam Mamedov defeats Brand Primus. A lot of people thought he might have lost that decision. Um, any thoughts on these guys? I mean, obviously, Usman looks amazing. Any thoughts on Mamedov? Do you think he, he should have won that fight or no? Yeah, it was close, man. I think that's why I think Mamedov was a lot on the ground, you know, and on the back. But uh, also had no problem with that one. It was close fight. Could have been uh, could have been gone either way. I think it was also a close fight. So can't do, say anything about that. Uh, let's say Usman Nurmagomedov. He looked good for France, Kamaru Khabib. But um, yeah, he's uh, he looks amazing. But this is a fight he should look good in. You know, I, I expected Manny Muro to last a little bit longer than one round. Yeah. But um, still, he looked good. So, yeah, what can you say? I thought he'd be a little more durable. Um, how about your boy Gordy Yamauchi knocks out Chris Gonzalez? First round knockout. And he needed this. He needed this after that last fight where he lost to Dan Moret, which was a big upset. He looked good, right? I think, and we talked about, I was talking about, I think I did the solo podcast. But I, yeah. I, I've been saying for a while, like, I think he's one of the most underrated guys in this division. And I know he lost his last fight, but I was giving him another chance because he's been so consistent. And I think that Yamauchi's very good. What do you think? It's actually funny because uh, at the at the podcast, I said like your mouth is very underrated, and I think <laughs> I didn't uh, hear your podcast. Yeah. I promise, I swear. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I, people are like this close. It's like I think your mouth wins this fight, man. I think he's super underrated. He he's a veteran and belter, man, and he, he looks good. You know, I expected this to be uh, a lot a lot on the ground this fight. I didn't expect your mouth to knock to TKO him in the first round. Mm-hmm. at all but i expected him to be better i i picked him out to win this fight so i'm listen man we we we, we should have picked the bellator fights because we would have done a lot better than the ufc fights honestly but um yeah good way for your much he needed this one after losing that uh, close fight to dan morat so yeah a good one man yeah i was talking to cole and cole said he he went one in nine in, in uh ufc and then he went 10 in one in bellator really got the key wrong so yeah i mean listen man it's it's one of those nights um Let's talk about a few more other fights here. Vanessa Porto defeats Joanne. I didn't catch this fight, but a lot of people said this was a bad decision. I haven't seen it. Okay, okay. Um, did you see the Gadzi Rabbanov guy? He knocked out Daniel Perry. I saw the knockout. Yeah, I, I gotta say, man, the prelims are, are hard for me to track down, man, at this moment. So I haven't seen those. Only the the finishes that were uh, visible on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's what basically what I'm asking you. So apparently that dude, I think they took him to the hospital right away. I mean, it was a bad knockout. Um. I mean, this guy, uh, Rabbit Danov is obviously very good, just like a lot of these guys that Khabib is cornering. By the way, I saw someone joke that Khabib's gonna go, he's gonna be 30 and 0 as a quarter before he gets 30 and 0 as a fighter, because I think he's like undefeated right now as a quarterman. Guy's very good. Um, just a couple other fights quickly Kassan, Magomed Sherpov, Marcel picks up a second round TKO win. Josh Jones defeats uh, Johnny Cicerno, second round TKO. My boy, Georgie Karakanyan defeats Kiefer Crosby. Georgie's such an underrated guy for so long. I love that guy. And Brian Moore defeats Jordan Winsky to open up the card. Any other thoughts on that? I know you want to talk about uh, the, the insane one. I love the guy, man. One more thing, man. I, we got to say, man, if we talk about fighter play, Joshua Jones and Johnny Cisneros at 4K to show and 4K to win. That's very little, in my opinion. So we got to say, if we say something about the UFC, we should say something about Bellator as well, if it's there. That's, no, that's not enough uh, for a pro fighter. Yeah. I agree. A few and uh, Kassan Magomacharipov, man, I, I was happy to see him win in his debut. Man, dude is a big talent. I, I mean, 
he got some solid training partners as well, man. He got his brother as well. Um, and, and Kassan has looked good, man. Before I've seen him fight in uh, Fight Nights Global, I think, in the combination event with the Eagles, something. So, um, yeah, looking forward. This was a short notice opponent for him. He was supposed to fight somebody else. So, uh, I'm looking forward to really match him up with in the next, uh, in the next uh, event. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. Any other thoughts on this also, card? Pablo, also, if you have uh, any thoughts on the card, you can throw them in there too. What were you going to say, Marcel? Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov will fight on that Moscow card. Uh, Scott yeah, I saw. Well, that's the thing, though. Scott said it's also a fluid situation where COVID, you know, they might not yeah. even end up having that card. Um, oh, wow. That's, the, that's yeah. the plan. I think it's October 6th or something, I want to mm -hmm. say. October, uh, definitely October. Yeah, uh, Fedor is fighting. Did they announce his fight yet or no? They, I don't know where he's fighting. No. That's what I'm saying. They haven't announced that yet. And that's pretty, it's not that far away. Um, the rumors were. JDS, I believe, right? And Josh Barnett were kind of the two guys where they were okay. the rumors over him as well. But over him signed with Glory, so I don't think he's going to fight him. I think it's going to be JDS. I, I think they'll do that fight. I think they're going to sign JDS. It's actually funny because uh, a, a Dutch kickboxing coach, uh, he, he posted a picture with Overeem when uh, he was in Croatia. And he's like uh, uh, drinking some tea with Overeem, who is preparing to fight Rico Verhoeven in glory soon. <laughs> and so many people wrote about it. And after that, he, uh, he deleted the picture. And he's like uh, in Croatia uh, uh, drinking tea with Overeem. <laughs> the last part wasn't there anymore. By the way, your boy, Henry Hooft is Dutch, right? He's from Holland? Yeah. Yes. So apparently, and, and you know, I love Henry at Sanford. I didn't realize that he has a gym in Toronto too called Marine uh, something. Let me check what it is. Mm -hmm. He's got a gym in Toronto. So I got to check it out sometime. Apparently, according to the website, he comes here once a year. I was just reading on his Instagram. I didn't know he, he had a gym here where I live. So that's pretty cool. Two gyms in the world, Sanford MMA, and the other one is called, I'm going to double check, Marine Kickboxing in Toronto. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't really train you. anymore, but that is pretty awesome. All right. Uh, got, got to tell you something about uh, Henry Hu. So he had, uh, he had an interview in Dutch with uh, one of the guys that do a podcast with on Monday. And uh, he, he was about 4th of July, like last last month. And uh, he, and the, the interviewer asked him, like, 4th of July, did you do anything special? He's like, yeah, for me, it's just pretty much normal day. He says, there's nothing special. I see some fireworks. So the guy in the interviewing is like, uh, are there special the fireworks? Not at all, man. It's like, those Americans are going crazy with those fireworks. And I'm here like, is that all? It's, some, it's different with us in The Hague in the Netherlands. And the interviewer is like, yeah, it's going pretty well there. It's like, yeah, we, we lighting cars on fire and stuff. So. That's funny. How <laughs> saying Jack Swagger? I think he wanted the fight, but I didn't, I didn't think it was uh, official by any means. Was it? I don't think it is, right? Nah, no, no disrespect, but I'm really not. Yeah, after that, that last fight where you got, he got rocked by that dude, I, I don't know. Like, that, I don't think yeah. it'd be good against favor, but it would be a big fight because of his name. I, I think mm. that's it for today, Marcel. Honestly, I, there's nothing else I really want to say. And we've been here for an hour. So, Appreciate you guys who joined in the comments today, man. Thanks again. It was a, a different day. Obviously, today's Sunday and a different time. But, uh, yeah, so this week's going to be crazy. I'll let you guys know. Um, I'll try to do a podcast with Marcel later this week to break down 265. Definitely won't be a podcast tomorrow and Tuesday, but we'll, maybe we'll try for, like, Wednesday or Thursday. I'll let you know, Marcel. Honestly, I'm not sure what's going on this week. But plug your stuff, man, and we'll get out of here. But tell everyone they can find you and everything you got going on this week. You guys see the light difference, by the way. It's getting dark now outside. So uh, it's uh, BitMarcel24 on Twitter and Instagram and uh, MMADNA.nl, wherever you can find the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Whatever you want, guys, uh, just uh, type in the name and you'll find it. There you go. Um, on Twitter, at MMADMartin, you can find me, podcast, MMADOddsbreaker.com, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the places you can find your podcasts. Uh, definitely listen, guys. Appreciate everyone who joined in. Uh, 
like I said, I want to do it this week with Marcel. I've got, I've got to see what's going on first with my family. Um, so maybe later this week. But if not, Marcel, I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. And I'll, and I'll see you very soon. Um, I'm just sure. trying to think what else. All right, djpen.com. got a lot of news out today, guys. If you go to the website, did a lot of grinding today. Um, taking a few days off of work this week, which is going to be nice. I haven't had a, I haven't had a day off in a couple of years probably, so it's nice to get a few days off. Um, but, yeah, we will probably be a dad the next time you guys see me, so that's going to be cool. Peace out, Masio. Peace out, Pavlo. Peace out, Marcel. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. Peace.